0: Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Here in Acts chapter 14, uh, this is before Paul goes to Philippi in Acts chapter 16. Uh, He came to Antioch, which is the place where the disciples were first called Christians, was at Antioch. Uh, Antioch was a very unique spot, almost like a headquarters for for the apostle. And a very, very uh, powerful place, a powerful spot. Very powerful spot. And... um, and the, these, these men at this spot, the Bible says, Paul preached the gospel, here and Barnabas. And these men, these Jews came in to stir up the crowd, to hinder him from doing what he was called to do. They even stoned Paul, and I want you to see this, because some people don't believe that when you're saved, you're supposed to have any troubles. They stoned him. That would be like me preaching today, somebody coming in, dragging me out. And the whole community take rocks and throw them at me until I stop moving. All because I'm preaching the gospel. They even drug him. They dragged him, the scripture said, his lifeless form. They dragged him outside the city. And some may be able to identify with that. There are people in this room that have been stoned with words. And dragged outside of the city limits, thinking you would never rise again. Hallelujah. But after disciples had gathered around, after the corp of believers gathered around, gathered around Paul and began to pray and decree the word of God, the Bible says he got up. Glory to God. And I want to decree and declare that after this season is over, your bruises and your problems and issues, God is going to have, hallelujah, a quorum of men and women to gather around you. And the prayers of the saints who's saving the sick and the Lord will raise them up and you're going to rise up again. Maybe you've experienced a sudden stoning, a sudden issue that took place, you just, just didn't see coming. Maybe it happened a little while ago, but God has his eye on you. The Bible says the next day, notice they stoned him one day, but on the next day he was able to get up and head to his next assignment. This is not going to be a a long turnaround. It's not going to take you years to get set free. God is going to do it in 24 hours. 21, verse 21, he preached the good news in the city, one large number. So in other words, Whatever the enemy does to try to hinder us, it can't stop the next move. Say the next move. And I'm anticipating the next move. Some people are glorifying the previous move, but I'm thanking God for the next move. The Bible says a great number, a great number of disciples came to know who Jesus is. Paul and Barnabas. Notice, I think I shared with you, there was a time when Barnabas was mentioned a little bit, More than Paul. But in the 14th chapter. It says Paul was the chief speaker. If you read the 14th chapter. He was so powerful. There was a man in the 14th chapter. That had a problem with his limbs. Paul looked at the man. He said the scripture says. He perceived that he had faith. He spoke to the man. And the man jumped up. He was lame from his mother's womb. Had no strength in his legs. But when Paul said look at me. Look at me get up, stand up, and walk. And the man, the scripture says, he jumped up and he began to run and just, just, it shocked everybody. The crowd was so moved that they went and gathered oxen to kill the oxen and offer them up to Paul. They tried to call Barnabas Zeus and Paul, I believe, Hermes. And the scripture says, because he was the chief speaker. So at one time, the man was following Barnabas and then his gifts kicked in and now he's the leader. And the church not ready for the new shift and change. Because some people, the old guard is moving out and new and fresh anointings are coming. Notice, it don't have to be no different anointing. You don't have to leave the church because you got a new revelation. You're supposed to be right here with the old, working with us. You don't have to cut away and do something different that the church has never endorsed for 2,000 years and all of a sudden you think you have a revelation and everybody's supposed to go after it. It is not so. Anybody changing this book, is a curse I'll keep preaching. So you young people, get your head together. God wants you to get right back into the house of God. Stop trying to be totally different and identifying with the systems of our world and teach the word of God. Some going to like it. Some are not going to like it. But let them not like it. Not because you didn't identify with them. Let them not like it because it was the truth. Paul said something in verse 22, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain faithful, true to the faith. He said, you must go. We must go through many hardships to enter into the kingdom. Now, listen to me very careful. This is not being preached right now because everybody wants a free pass. It doesn't matter what was prophesied to you or what was spoken over your head. You will not enter into the kingdom of God without going through hardships. You may enter into a certain amount of success, but you will not experience the king's reign and domain until you're able to pass the test. Go through some hardships and God will see you. And here comes the bruises. Here comes the bruises. Paul was bruised in chapter 14, even stone. Don't think it's strange when people don't like you. Don't think it's strange when people rise up against you and you didn't do anything. Let's get over that. Bruises are coming, but I decree that you're blessed even though you're bruised. What are bruises? Bruises form uh, when the soft tissue of the body gets bumped severely, when there's a bounce. Some people have been bounced all over. Some women have been bounced from one man to the next. When you hit hard, I'm talking about hit unexpectedly with something sudden, something unusual. When you're knocked out of your comfort zone, even knocked to to a degree where your knees buckle. When someone strikes you or an issue strikes your face, a bruise can take place. When you bruise small vessels, they're called capillaries, which are the tiniest vessels in your body. They begin to bleed. Basically, a bruise is—it means you're bleeding underneath the skin. It didn't break the skin, but there is bleeding underneath the skin. The capillaries have been uh, ruptured. And so we want to make sure we deal with bruises. That's in the natural You got to work with the bruise in the natural. For a moment, I want to talk about identifying the wounded soul or the bruised soul. A bruised person is very defensive. Can be very defensive. To cover the bruise. As soon as you touch something, the first thing you want to do is defend themselves. The bruised person, it's hard for them to take corrective criticism. Sometimes the, pers- the bruised person will be a hard worker. They want to be a high achiever, but they're covering, they're trying to cover the bruise by being the best and never, ever, ever uh, being told or feeling like they made a mistake. Sometimes they strive for perfection comes from a a bruised place. A bruised person also functions at a high level of stress. But I would call it anxiety. and can even experience severe panic attacks. That's a bruised person. So panic attacks a lot of times tie with bleeding underneath The emotional skin. A bruised person can also be extremely passive to avoid any conflict. Can see someone taking advantage of them but won't speak up to avoid conflict. I always say that a silent believer is a defeated believer. And there are times you must speak up. A bruised person is also a person who belittles themselves. They don't have to wait on someone else to speak negative. They focus on their flaws, their personal flaws. And a lot of times when you focus on your personal flaw, you're identifying yourself as a bruised individual. A bruised individual is also a person that's dysfunctional as it relates to keeping a job. You'll hear them changing jobs over and over and over and over again. Always finding fault with something or someone. They didn't treat me right and this one didn't like me and I had to get out of there. A bruised person is also a person who has short-term memory loss it's hard for them to memorize or to remember things that happened to them recently a bruised person is also a person that has a withdrawn countenance the face says the countenance and the disposition says i don't want to be bothered i don't feel confident No self-assurance. With no self-assurance, it's hard for you to sing. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. For oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God. Born of his spirit. Washed in his blood. For this is my story. Own the story. Stop trying to get rid of everything that happened in the past. All things work together for the good. Live in the moment. Ooh, nature rest, natural rest. Live in the moment. I'm learning to live in the moment. Ha. Good God, from Zion. some people live in the past other people live in the future but what about the moment it's too painful so you gotta drink it's too painful you gotta take drugs too painful Ah. a damaged soul is always seeking the approval of others and if you compliment you can get everything. Would you notice me? That's what they're saying emotionally. Would you notice me? Would you notice me? Would you notice me? I feel alone. Will you notice me? Usually it comes from a damaged spot. Ah. A damaged person is dysfunction. I think I shared it from keeping a job. I need to say that again, because everybody's got to have some income in America. Well, God's going to take care of me, Bishop. Well, listen, you better be creative. God helps those who help themselves. You got to get up. There's something about self-esteem that helps us. That, that, that takes place when we get up and we go. Ah. A damaged person experiences temporal moments where they want to commit suicide. They think about it. They think about ending it all. A damaged person is susceptible to addictions, whether that is drugs, alcohol, nicotine, sexual addiction, or even work. Let me add another one. Shopping addictions. <laughs> Somebody say, <"Ouch." laughs> You can't cover the damage by buying new things. <laughs> you got to be healed. <laughs> when you heal, you'll be able to save a little bit more money. A damaged person is hard to get to know. They keep shifting and moving. They won't answer direct questions. They like to ask direct questions, but they don't want you to ask them. Some damaged people uh, are described as having manic depression personalities. Always depressed. A damaged person also can switch from one extreme to the next, from one personality to the next, almost having a dual personality. Sometimes it's anger and then extreme sadness. I've heard, uh, please don't ever, ever listen to me, don't ever, ever leave a nasty voicemail on anybody's phone because they can now, they can forward it to other people. I've heard so many nasty uh, uh, voicemail messages when a man is like that, switching from mad to then crying, he's going off on a girl because she doesn't do what he wanted them to do and he called her up and he's just cussing her out. He's supposed to be saved, cussing her out. Then he turns around and cries when he calls, don't leave me. <laughs> you got a damaged spot, doc. <laughs> They'd get healed now. <laughs> Please don't ever leave a nasty voicemail. You're losing your ever-loving mind. A damaged person likes to lose control, at least uh, enough control to intimidate. They really you're not warriors. Step it up to a real warrior, they always back down. They like to do that when they feel superior in strength to folk. A damaged person lives in a world of their own. They create their own world. And they want everybody to beat or to work with their drumbeat in that world. Versus healing so you can invade the world and take it over for Jesus. You're expecting people to minister to your womb. That's what church is not about. After being with Jesus for a period of time, we're not supposed to come to church so someone can minister to our wound. We come to be filled now and our tank is not leaking so we can get on the road and go to a destination and heal the world. A damaged person will experience episodes of crying spells. Some damaged people experience habitual lying, just can't, always fabricating the truth. Damaged person can have extreme nightmares to the point where they're talking in their sleep and coming out of it. These are symptoms of a damaged spot that God wants to heal. Insomnia is a major issue with a damaged soul. God wants to heal it. He told me He's going to heal every bruise in the name of Jesus. Some people are damaged not because they wanted to be, but they were dropped. They were dropped. And drop people can bruise people. Say that with me drop people. Can bruise people. So a lot of time the dropped person. When they're dropped. They'll say I'm dropped. And then that same person. That same person that was dropped. Know what pain is about. Will inflict pain on others. Because the dropped person. If not healed. Will bruise others. When you were dropped. When you were dropped. When you were dropped. You were bruised. Whether you want to admit it or not, when you were dropped, you were bruised. You ever dropped an apple? You ever dropped an apple on the floor and you bruised it? Some people don't understand. They think, well, I bruised the apple, but it's okay. I don't really see a a difference immediately. But if you look at that apple for a few days keep your eyes on it after a few days a large dark spot will appear on that apple at the very point where the apple hit the ground if you don't change it if you don't shift it if you don't cut out the dark spot the whole apple will turn rotten that one Bruise to that apple can spoil the entire, the entire piece of fruit. They say that one bad apple spoils the bunch, but what about three hundred rotten to the core? If one bad apple can mess up a bunch, if you ever saw the movie three hundred, the, the the movie Lean on Me with Joe Clark, he said they say that one bad apple will spoil the bunch, but what about three hundred? Rotten to the core. So I kick those out. So I can save the rest of the apples. And one bad apple can spoil a bunch. And one bruise can affect the entire life. So if you put a bruised apple in the basket of good apples and just leave them there eventually you'll see other apples catching the fungus and becoming rotten an emotional bruise is the same way that's why we need to constantly be healed by the power of god that's why we need to be in the presence of god in worship well why why are they worshiping like that well i need healing and it's all, healing only comes when I stretch myself out in God and expose myself to the light. The silent influences of God. Jesus said your salt and your light silent influences. And if you get the salt on you, it's going to slow down the decomposing process. And if you get light on it, darkness has to flee. And it also is the first stage of sanctification. Emotional bruises are much like the bruise of an apple. It won't show up immediately. But there's a dark spot on your personality. A dark spot on your personality. Eventually it's going to show up. It may show up when you're dealing with your children or when you're dealing with your spouse. It may not be anger. It may be passivity. If we don't deal with these issues, it's going to show up. Some people think emotional issues are just going to pine away or fade away, but they don't. You got to give attention to it. Instead of it getting better, it get worse and worse every year. It can affect your whole Your whole, the whole of one's personality. So if I don't deal with emotional issues and bruises, eventually one bad apple will spoil the bunch. A lot of emotional issues will be affected by it and it will cloud your vision and what you see and affect the way you deal with church members, family members, community, city, state, nation and world. person who is bruised can become rotten to the core a portion of their personality will actually rot and smell and begin to stench it will even affect the ones around them that are innocent for children they will pick up your personality trait. If you say I got church bruises, okay, if you don't deal with them right, your children will pick up. you talking about what you don't like? You'll start seeing them back away from the Lord. It wasn't their bruise, but one bad apple will spoil a bunch. And so a lot of us like to talk about the dropping or talk about the bruise, but not really move toward getting it healed because bruised people can get on television. Bruised people can go to Oprah and own. Bruised people can have a television show. Bruised people can talk about, I found my voice. But how many of us, when we get healed, they want to speak to? We don't make the news when you're healed. You make the news when you're bruised that's the way the world is set up and a lot of people want to go after the world so they stage their ministry to get out there in the lights but really what we're supposed to do is be like a hospital get people to come in that are bruised we're able to deal with it before it becomes a major malady And over the last year, there's a lot of bruised Christians and there's a lot of bigot Christians and there's a lot of bad Christians that need to get back into the house of the Lord. So much so that if we don't do it, we're going to spoil the bunch. And there's some people out in the street, they know nothing about God. They need to come in and find a sanctified house where they can come in and receive the nectar from God and receive the healing that they need. Emotional bruises comes when someone receives a blow from someone that they trusted. It affects your personal identity. It usually comes from someone in authority, like parents or teachers or even ministers of the gospel, those people that you consider to have authority in your life. When a, when a person that has authority in your life drops you, it's a little bit harder. Than when someone just in the street drops you. That's why the enemy will use it. Sometimes it's unintentional. How many people dropped the an apple and you didn't mean to drop it? I want you to think about that. Everybody in this room has dropped something in your life. You've dropped the toy, you've dropped an apple, you've dropped the steak, you've dropped the, and you've dropped the person. I'm not saying you meant to do it, but you were carrying them. They were dependent on you maybe emotionally, and you didn't give a flying flip. Listen to me, evil spirits, for, they look for bruised people. They look and search for the bruised. Hopefully this message is going to help you to stop living in the land of the bruised. And say, I need to be healed from this stuff that's keeping me isolated, that's keeping me hurt, that's keeping me as an individual, Won't allow me to grow, want to talk about the pain, want to deal with the issue, won't deal with the issue, just talk about the issue. It's time now to be healed. Evil spirits look for the bruised. They look for the bad apple that has a bruise in it. We can cut it out, but it's not really given attention to, and then that one bad apple will spoil the bunch. Write it down. Disembodied spirits need a host. They need a host to live in like a parasite, like a butt sucking, sucking parasite that siphons the life out of you. A leech. Well, the evil spirit wants to be inside. They are disembodied spirits. They want to be inside. They need a host. And like a parasite, they will attach themselves to the inner wall through a bruise and suck the life out of you. They seek entry. How are they going to get inside? They're seeking entry. Not legally speaking. They're not going to do it the legal way. They go illegally to get inside of you. They want to acquire entry in your life. They want to be undetected. And they do unconventional things to get inside. But they never want to be detected. Coronavirus never says I'm showing up in the morning." It doesn't want to be detected until you start coughing or you feel funny. Same way with a demon spirit. You don't shake when he comes in. Because he's looking for a crack or a bruise to come in. It is the bruised soul, the bruised soul that tempts the devil. Once he sees the soul is bruised, he will attempt access into that soul. And go through the very bruise itself. In some cases, evil spirits try to manifest themselves in several personalities, changing a person's dynamic. Extremely sad, extremely angry, extremely reserved, or extremely aggressive. Can be very confusing to a, a minister be very confusing to a counselor that doesn't understand evil spirits but thank God for discernment and I'm glad that God is giving people today spiritual discernment mental illness is on the rise listen but also demonic influences is on the rise and you got to be able to push back on the devil and you need to be into a discerning atmosphere where somebody can say that's the devil that is not God. You need to go on a fast. You need to dedicate some time to the Lord. You need to stretch out like Kathy did tonight and say, God, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. You need, you need a wani to bind them. Let's just wait on the Lord. I don't mind waiting. We need a wani to bind them. I don't mind waiting on the Lord. So we can get these spirits out of us. They're invading the land like frogs. They're coming up out coming up out of the pit and launching and trying to find a host that they can get in. Trying to release eggs or tadpoles to swim around in your spirit. Tell the devil you're not a swamp and you're not going to let a swamp creature get into you through damaged spots. You're going to heal now so the devil won't have access in your life. I thank God because... Bruises are not unfamiliar to the Lord. God actually envisioned bruising Satan. The Bible says in Genesis 3 and 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise. Look at the word. And it shall bruise thy head. And thou shall bruise his heel. I think that's backwards because the scripture says that the seed of the woman will bruise the head and that the the, the, the serpent will bruise his heel. Am I right? So something twisted in my notes because I know the word. Let me read it from there. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. Thou shalt bruise his heel. For some reason that don't read right to me. But the word is true. He will bruise thy heel. In other words, you're going to be nailed on the cross. That's what it means. The serpent is going to bruise thy heel. Thank you, Lord. King James. Thank you, Lord. Let's put it up again. King James. I want to make sure we're right on this. I want you to get the word. I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. Crown of thrones. And thou shall bruise his heel. And thou shall bruise his heel. Talking to the woman. Talking to the serpent. You will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. Thank you, Lord. Everybody got that? He's really talking about that that the seat of the woman will be nailed on the cross. And you see that his his feet were, were bruised, glory to God, even penetrated by the nail. And God is prophesying, envisioning the bruising of his people or his son. And then in Job chapter four, please write it down. Satan uses people to bruise people. Job chapter 4 verse 17. Now here Job has boils, he's bleeding, he has putrefying sores, he lost his wife, he lost his businesses, he lost his home, he lost his children, and all of his wealth. And he's, 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 he's really hurting. And his friends, instead of coming to comfort him, they're pointing the finger at him. I, I wish that on no one, that your own friends, when you go through... Instead of them trying to help you out, they want to sit and point fingers at you. But it happens. Sometimes people, God, uh, Satan uses people to bruise people. They ask him the question, can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? If God places no trust in his servants, if he charges his angels with error, how much more those who live in houses of clay whose foundations are the dust or in the dust and who's crushed who are crushed more readily than a moth in other words he's trying to say that these maladies and these issues that came upon you came upon you because you're flawed and that's how some people religiously with their religiosity when they see someone going through they have to you had to do something wrong to deserve that but that's not necessarily true look at verse 20 between dawn and dusk they are broken to pieces unnoticed they perish forever are not the cords of their tents pulled up so that they die without wisdom would you want friends like that talking to you All you got to do is bring me a a blanket and sit down next to me. But Job didn't have that. His friends are trying to make him feel worse and bruised his soul. Look at Job 19 and 2. Look at what Job says, his comeback. How long will you torment my soul? How long will church members torment each other? And break me in pieces with words. These 10 times you have reproached me. Notice, he doesn't just flare back, but they came ten times severe like that. He didn't leave the church because somebody said the wrong thing. He went through it a cycle, a tithe, a type of tithe, 10 times, holistic accusations. These 10 times you have reproached me. You are not ashamed that you have wronged me? And if, I, it, and if indeed I have erred, my error remains with me. Because you certainly are not trying to help me. People can bruise people. Let it not once be named among us. When somebody's down, don't kick dirt in their eye, try to lift them up. But I'm glad that Jesus has a comeback. Isaiah the messianic prophet says in chapter 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. Notice he's bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we're declared healed. Glory to God. Please hold on to that. Every bruise that you have. Every issue that you've gone through from any authority in your life in the past. God has already made it possible through his son, Jesus, to make sure every bruise is healed. Hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So I believe that there are four stages to healing a bruise in the natural, and I believe they all have a spiritual, a spiritual, connotation to it first if you're going to heal a bruise in the natural you you first must rest the bruise you must rest it in other words if you have a bruised thigh you need to rest it you don't do squats when you have a bruise you you need to elevate it and rest it now there's some people they want to keep going and and i can make it and being tough but listen if you want to heal the bruise there's a time where you need to rest the bruise That means you stop talking about it, not ignore it, but you're not going to allow it to dominate your conversation. In the natural, if I had a bruise on my thigh, you may see me in crutches. But when you walk, what happened to you, sir? What happened to you, bishop? You know, had an accident, but we're working with you. How do you feel? I'm good. So how are you doing? I'm resting the bruise when I won't put weight on it or emphasize it. Or have to speak about it all the time. It's not going to dominate how I flow. Daniel, is that you? Good to see you. It's good to see you, son. Rest the bruise. Elevate it. Thank you, Jesus. Now, that's number four. But you need to rest the bruise. And there are a lot of people, I've been running for Jesus a long time and I'm not tired, yeah, and, and, and want to continue. Well, I got I to get it, I got to get it. But a, there's a time now that you need to rest the bruise. Listen, it don't take a year to rest the bruise. It don't take a year, it doesn't take three years, it doesn't take 15 years, it doesn't take 20 years. Take a moment, a sabbatical and get yourself together. Rest the bruise. Renew. Eliminate. Structure. Then test it. Renew. Eliminate. Stress. Structure your life and then test it. In other words, you you start moving to see if it's still hurting after a few days. The difference between a whole person and a healthy person and a person who's not Look at the length of time between the time you were hit and the time you recovered. If you were hit in 1944 and in 19 or 2021, you still yeah, in 1944. <laughs> My God. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> it wasn't an amputation. It was a bruise. Somebody said something to you, that cause pain. It don't take 80, 90 years to heal from a bruise. Rest it and you'll recover. Secondly, ice it in the natural. Anytime you see a swelling, you need to put an ice pack on it. Cool it now. Stop getting angry and blaming people or make an excuse for yourself, and ice it. Repeat that for several days. Ice it. Make sure you ice it every day for several days. Cool it now. Get rid of agitation. Get rid of people who say they're friends and are constantly condemning. At the same time, don't get rid of people who give you corrective criticism. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Right now, people are saying, if if I agree with my children, then that means I love them. That's what's happening right now around the country. I'm listening to Dwayne Wade, and I'm blown away. Dwayne Wade, national television, multimillionaire, saying, when my child came to me at eight, And say I believe that I'm not in the right body. He says it wasn't my job to critique. Dwayne Wade. Listen we need to hang around men. You need to be around men. Talk with me. Talk with men. That ideal that you have about raising children. Is not consistent with that which has been established throughout the year. We're not even talking about the boy now. We need to get you right. And everybody's following that. You want to go on national television. Say something like that. I don't bother nobody. I don't bother, I don't bother anybody. Whatever my son wants to do, I'm going to let him do it. Not so. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend or a father. You challenge the issue if it's wrong. Faithful are the wounds of a wife. If she tell you you're wrong, take, uh, take um, a notice of it. If the husband says, I think you need to look at this, stop saying I'm all right. And take a look at it. I love everybody. I don't have anybody that I hate in my life. I got people I dislike. (laughs) But I don't hate anybody. I've gotten rid of hate. Hate will not thrive with me. If I see it trying to come uh, in my life like a cancer already. Listen, that's opposite of love. I already know. You can't thrive with me. It makes me stronger and better. But one of the things I do is challenge the, the mindsets of people today. Being good parents is not saying I agree with my children. They are wrong. They never tasted desperate. They don't know how to pay bills. They don't know what it's like to do that. They don't have a clue. They've been living with you, eating with you. They get out there the first week. They won't make it. They got to go illegal to make it. Go illegal. Then when they get in trouble, first thing they want to do is call mama and daddy. The same one you told to get lost. I already know the cycle. I've gone through it a few times. And that's why I'm saying to you all, excuse me, I'm really passionate about this. (laughs) How's a young person going to tell people who've been here for years, "I I don't need to hear about Martin Luther King. He had his day. And y'all going with it like that's the woke culture. What are you talking about? You never knew. The reason why you're able to go on television is somebody kept their mouth closed and got bust in the mouth by sitting at a on a stool at a counter somewhere in Alabama. So believing that one day there will be some equality in America. You take a mic, start rapping, but what you don't understand, if they start putting a whip on you, you'll be the first to run. Come on, what you wouldn't stand. <sighs> bruise people, bruise people. And young people, I don't want your bruise, so follow the Lord. Glory to God. The bruises that you talk about, people talking about you, these emotional little stuff, listen to me. You haven't tasted desperate yet. Get with God. I'm about to do a whole class called Driven. And I want to make sure that young people is a part of it. You need to get the Purpose Driven Life book. And you need to make sure you get ready for the driven class, the driven group. And I'm going to start dealing with purpose so you'll understand your purpose. And the enemy is trying to get you outside of your purpose. And if you're bruised, you'll never really walk in it. So we need to get you healed so you can be healers and not just walking around talking about the bruises in your life. I know they're real to you, but you can do this. My grandmother had us out there three, four hours picking up trash, then sweeping the dirt. Sweeping the dirt. It don't make sense. I've been through school, grandma. I understand that you didn't go to third grade. Why are we sweeping the dirt? My back hurts. She said, you don't have a back. You know what? She was trying to train us that though you're men and you get tired and it don't make sense. You have responsibility. You can't succumb to the fact that you're tired so you quit. Or you don't like what they say so you're not going anymore. Or you're done. You're shutting down. You've got to get your head together. There are people who walk with bruises and still make it. Thank you, Lord. Number three. Compress the bruised area. If your leg is bruised, you need a stocking. To compress the swelling. An elastic bandage. To compress the swelling. I'm not uh, a medical doctor. I don't know why that works. But it's true. If there's a bruise. Wrap it up. And compress it. Don't wrap it up too tight. You don't want to cut off circulation. But you need to compress it. A nice sock would be good. You can find them at any drugstore. Compression sock. They even got sleeves now for your elbows and your arms. Compress it. Thank you, Lord. In the spiritual, you need to wrap the word around and compress it. Some people swell. They swell with an attitude. They have no word to compress their attitude when they're bruised. Just want everybody to know, I don't like what's up. You need a word to help bring that into order. That's why the enemy don't want our young people. I said something to Daniel. I'm glad he's here. I'm not trying to embarrass him. I raised him. I took a picture of him when he was a young boy. Now he's 16, 17, 18, 17, 17. 17 years old. He came to church tonight on his own. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's what I'm talking about. And son, anytime there's a bruise in your life, you need a compression sock and you need a word on that bruise to make sure the swelling doesn't go out of out of joint. And you need to make sure you have something to compress the attitude. I'm not talking about something extraneous. You need a word to compress it. Are you listening, son? You Listening? Good. Last but not least, if you have a bruise, you need to elevate it. I think I shared in the first, you need to rest it. That means stay off of it. Stop emphasizing it. Get a word on it to correct it. But the fourth level is to elevate it. You need to put it up in the air. Higher than your heart. Higher than your heart. Glory to God. And you'll start seeing that injured place Shift and change. How do you elevate the wound? You stretch it out to God. Higher than what you feel. Stretch it to him. What do we do with communion utensils? What do we do with the blood every time we take communion? We always stretch it above our heads. What are we trying to say? We're elevating the blood uh, over what we feel and what we think. And you need to stretch your wound out and expose it to God. Elevate it. Don't depress it and hide it, elevate it to God. God can heal it. God can do something in you that would take years to heal. God can do it in a matter of moments if you stretch it up, stretch it out to him. He cares. The Bible says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. To those who are bruised, he's close to you. Thank you, Lord. Last night I saw a girl uh, expired in a pool, floating in a pool. So I'm coming against the tendency to climb fences. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the tendency of you climbing fences and breaking laws and climbing fences and getting away and climbing fences and breaking laws and you've gotten away with it up until now, but I see something coming. The bruise is going to turn into bodily harm if we don't shift. That's why I believe God has put me here. Glory to God. She was floating in a pool, gone. And there were creatures in the pool trying to nibble on her body. I had to come in and had to, to, to... to keep the, the the creatures, they were creatures. I don't, I don't. I've never seen nothing like this. Trying to eat up the flesh, and I had to. They wouldn't move either. I, I had to hit them hard to get them to stop. Glory to God. And I'm bringing it out to you. There's somebody under the sound of my voice. You've been crawling over the fence and getting and doing things. This is a young person that you shouldn't be doing. And I believe God has caused me to speak it so you can begin to come back in. say, "Well, bishop, it was a young girl. It could be a young man. I know she was wearing shorts. She had on a blue top and jeans. And I believe God wanted me to speak that to you. One last verse out of Luke 4 and 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. He anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. The recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty to them that are oppressed or bruised. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. God is concerned about your bruise. And he sent an anointing to heal the damaged spot. You don't have to walk around for years with that soft spot. God is going to heal you in such a way that you will never ever have to give attention to it anymore. Anytime you're with someone, they don't know you, they say the wrong thing and and cause you to do like this. Like this, that means you're bruised. Someone that don't know you can say something that reminds you of something that happened years ago. That means you're still bruised. Someone is bumping up into you accidentally, and you say, ouch, it was an accident. And you frown when you look at them. We need to be healed from the bruise. Rest it, ice it, repeat it several days, compress it, and then elevate it. Rest it, ice it, compress it, and elevate it. One more time, rest it, ice it, compress it, and elevate it, give it to God, wrap it around a word, put ice on it, cool it down, it'll let go, of the don't get into arguments, and rest it, stop trying to use it when it's bruised. Give God a little time, it'll heal completely. Can the church say amen? I want to pray for you. Whether you know it or not, I think a lot of us, including myself, are suffering some type of from some type of bruised spot. It says even serving the Lord. Paul said that we cannot enter into the kingdom without going through very difficult times. And why would we try to preach something different? It's supposed to get tight for us sometimes. That's a part of the process to grow us into the men and women that God wants us to be. I know the enemy hits you hard. I know he doesn't want you to succeed. I know he's attacked you. I'm talking about recently. Not just in the last month or two. Recently, he's trying to attack your mind. Trying to get you to quit. To get you to give up. To walk away and say I'm not doing it no more. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. I'm going to ask God to give you grace for the moment. Not grace for your past. Or even grace for your future. But A special counselor said something to me that changed my life. And I really believe that God wants us to rest. And I'm so grateful. So I speak Sabbath to you. Sabbath, rest for your soul. I decree and declare that rest is coming for the brood spot. Every time you move it, it hurts. I decree and declare what the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for good. You're going to grow. I decree and declare healing for every bruised spot as you rest it. Thank you, Lord. Stop trying to be religious when you're hurt. Be purpose-driven. Acknowledge it. I am bruised. Once you acknowledge it, God can heal it. Rest it. Stop trying to heal it on your own. Trust Trust the instruction of the Lord. Stop trying to hide it from the people who are close around you. Let them know you've been bruised. Rest it. I decree and declare cool, a cool breeze to blow upon it. Ice it in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare no more arguments over this issue. Frustration, deep anger. I come against it. I thank you God for icing the situation. Thank you for that cool pack. Hallelujah. Resting upon that sore heart. Not that the heart will become cold and callous. but Give it time to heal. The enemy came in to hurt us Lord. To knock us out of our zone. But I'm asking you Holy Spirit to ice it. Blow upon it afresh. Blow upon the damaged spot afresh, Lord. Blow upon the damaged spot afresh. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Blow upon it fresh, God. Put that wounded heart. Glory to God. Thank you God. Holy Ghost. You can ice it. without not allowing the heart to become cold. For the word declares when iniquity shall abound. The love of many will wax cold. Thank you God that the love doesn't have to wax cold as you ice this heart. I give you praise for healing it now. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge we can't do, but compress it. This tumor has swollen up, God. It is too big for us to carry. We're asking you to compress it. It's been too visible to the people that are around us. It's affecting our personality. It hinders us from doing what you've designed us to do. We get sad, and then we cry, and then we get angry, and then we laugh. Thank you, God, for compressing it. Woo, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. I decree and declare that your people will begin to march out of the dungeon. Glory to God. Of the swelling and move into the high place of the compression. And I give you praise for pushing out something new. Ah, as we go through this dark and narrow tunnel of compression. I thank you for a new birth. Ah, Woo, Jesus birth something new through this situation create something that we've never seen before lay it down like never it's never been before give us glory to God what we've never sensed before compress it God and birth something fresh and new ah whoo Jesus I see fire at your feet I see fire at your feet. He's putting running in your feet and clapping in your hands. Ooh! He's setting you free from that place. Glory to God. You will run the way of his commandments as he enlarges your heart. Compress it, God compressing it without confining your kingdom compress it without uh, stagnating the growth uh compress it glory to god and elevate in the name of jesus glory to god elevate it i thank you for prosperity and promotion we're going to extend this bruise higher than we are above our head we're giving it back to you now we're giving it back to you We're not going to baby this bruise anymore and make excuses for what we didn't do. I decree and declare, hallelujah, that procrastination is done. We are now elevating the thing. Woo, Jesus. Lift me up where we belong. Where the eagles fly. Woo, Jesus. Lift us up to where the eagles fly. In the name of Jesus lift the ministry up to where the eagles fly bring us out of the ditch god we got ditch ministry too long we've been depressed too long we've been in the dungeons too long but i decree and declare in the name of jesus that you're letting it elevate now Woo, jesus elevate the worship elevate the preaching elevate the response hallelujah elevate the evangelism elevate the outreach elevate the ministry to children elevate the ones that were wounded let them come back around in the name of jesus restore what the caker worm has eaten up whoo elevate the harvest in the name of jesus elevate the harvest elevate evangelism elevate the joy (laughs) <laughs> Elevate the joy of the Lord for it is our strength. Glory to God. Elevate healing in Jesus' name. Elevate restoration in the name of the Lord. Elevate the peace of God that passeth understanding. Ah. Elevate conversation and not argument. Ah, let the fire burn our feet again oh let the fire burn Ah, que si. let the fire burn again in the matchless name of Jesus let the fire burn again restore the passion and the joy of our salvation bring us back to consecration in the name of jesus let us get to a point elevate decreeing a thing and it shall be established Ah, i thank you god that we're going to see our people decreeing it and it will be established this is the word of the lord in jesus name come on let's give god glory and praise in the house of god everybody come on let's give him glory those of you that are home give him glory He's elevating the wound. He's elevating the depression. He's elevating the bruise. So it can be healed. Ah, Jesus. Ah. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give you praise, God. Give you praise. Give you praise. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation one Thanks again for listening and until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.